A street of misery But now Crisis Application Group Your source for everything readiness Padmain.com Always ready, sure, secure You're listening to the Crisis Application Group Podcast With your host, Scott Tope Okay, uh Welcome to Christ Application Group Podcast. Um, we've got a, a, a very interesting guest on the show today, and there's parts of uh, what uh, we'll talk about in his background. And if you want to learn more about the guy, if you Google him, um, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see that. We have got uh, Dutch Chris Moyer on the uh, podcast today. And uh, when I first reached out to uh, Dutch, I believe he was in, the, in Saudi Arabia, uh, working and we were kind of texting back and forth and he's back in the states and uh, just you know life happens in certain ways and you know opportunities to to take off and go you know work as a contractor and uh, work with some different law enforcement agencies around the world you know comes up and we just kind of kept missing each other and so finally we 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 agreed that uh, we'd be able to get in front of each other today um, so you know, Dutch, welcome. I, I appreciate this. I, I thank you for your time. And we're actually talking on the the, the, the Saturday of, before Memorial Day. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's it's one of those weekends that this almost seems kind of appropriate that we're, we're doing this podcast. Uh, Dutch, welcome. Thank you. Hey, Scott. Thanks. And thanks for allowing me to yap to you guys on uh, crisis application. And, and um, it, just like you said, Memorial Day is a huge thing for me. Um, you know, there's memes out there, there's, you know, thoughts and there's barbecues and there's days off and there's pools to go to, whatever, but it, obviously it's about one thing, one thing only. Exactly. So, uh, if you always keep that close to the, to the heart and, uh, for those who have lost friends, uh, in combat, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, thank you for your time, sir. And quite honestly, thank you for all you've done for us. Um, speaking of which, uh, feel free to brag about yourself for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess we could go chronologically backwards. But my <clears throat> my retirement uh, anniversary of five years just came and went in April, and here we are in May today. Actually funny how you mentioned Memorial Day. Today's another very interesting anniversary about me. And uh, I had uh, a major cancer about nine years ago now. And uh, they gave me five years to live. And here I'm nine years in. So we're, we're rolling on that. But uh, today's that anniversary that ruptured. It was a tumor ruptured inside me. It was pretty interesting. We, we, could, we could talk for probably hours on all the strange injuries and and stuff I've I've had. So and going backwards, fourteen years in uh, fourteen uh, no twenty six years in Eustisock, JSOC, uh as an operator and a, as a ranger, and before then really was a couple year break uh, from the army. I I initially joined the army in nineteen eighty one, serving in nineteen eighty two as my first day in basic training and. I was an armor crewman, so I did the detank thing. I didn't particularly care for that, so I got out and I was disillusioned with civilian life, and I went right back in, and I finally ended up getting an infantry contract. My whole, my career is a very interesting thing too, and it's a funny thing. I always thought about if I was going to write a book, 
there'll be a couple chapters on the convolution that goes from me trying to get back in to an army who didn't really want prior service personnel and then uh, going through the whole pipeline to get to get back into uh, something va uh, valuable rather than the armor. I'm not saying that armor is not valuable at the time. In the 1980s, it was a different world in Germany. It oh, wasn't yeah. very it wasn't very friendly. To, I didn't like it. It wasn't friendly to me. The work ethic was poor. It was a whole lot different than infantry. I didn't even really think about how, what kind of uh, much better, much more motivated, uh, much better led troops even existed. I, I didn't give it much thought. I just wanted to get away from the army at the time. So there's a, that's a real quick overview, man. And and came back in and and went. Um, did you go straight back into the Rangers? I went infantry, and then uh, I, I ended up getting a Ranger contract, yep. I was initially slotted to be uh, a 11 Mike, which was mechanized, and I I happened to go to one of the helpers type of guys in the 30th AG in Fort Benning, and I said, hey, Mike, this is mechanized, right? And he said, yeah. I said, look, I've been mechanized. I don't want to be mechanized anymore. I want to be something else. You know, is there a chance that I could talk to someone? And since I had already completed basic training in most of uh, NAIT, the, the way that I guess TRADOC figured that these guys were soldiers, these guys were transferring from one military occupational specialty to the next. And uh, I, was, I was granted an audience with some NCOs. Um, I had gone from E6 to E4 anyway, so I knew what it was like to be an NCO. But I was granted an audience with these guys, and uh, they said, well, hey, you're going to have to change your contract completely and enlist for six more years. And I said, look, I'm in for the win. I'm not doing this twice and not going all the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. In the, in the end, I got a Ranger contract. And, uh, so AIT airborne, uh, Ranger indoctrination program is what they called it back then. It's not RASP. It wasn't RASP. Then it was RIP. And then, uh, straight to uh, one seven five in Savannah. Interesting. Interesting. And then, um, 25 years from there on out, um, Wow, what a what a career! I, I got to tell you, I, I I had mentioned to a few other guys that that were uh, that you had rubbed some elbows with that we were having you come on, and uh, you've been very humble about your 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 experience. But uh, every time I mention it to you know, hey, we're trying to get you know Dutch on here, and and it gets quiet for a second, and they're like, whoo, that guy's. That guy's a legend, uh, and you know I won't I won't go much further than that, other than the fact that uh, uh, there are, there are a uh, slew of guys uh, who we all know uh, who who hold you and your career and your service in a very high regard. So it's it really is a, a privilege to have you on. Um, well, I'm humbled. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, we've got uh, a topic of conversation. You and I kicked it around and. You know, rather than turning it into kind of the same old, uh, you know, questions about weapons or, or whatnot, um, we had talked about something that I think that, that you would find enjoyable to talk about. And I think our, our listeners would find those that are thinking about coming into Christ Application Group and then those that are already in and, and, and kind of maybe spreading some more excitement that, you know, the government has and, and the Army has spent millions of dollars working on getting you trained and, and, and being able to, on a moment's notice, put you into any environment uh, of which I think most of the times that, that environment that you've been put into has not been uh, the most favorable of environments and yet still 
giving you the capability to to thrive. And there there is the military side of that, and and we can discuss that all day long. But you know, all of our our members are are for the most part. We have a few guys that are still active duty and and all. Um, but most of our members are, are now in their, their civilian part of their lives. And what is it that we can tell them that they can do on a day-to-day basis? Obviously, we're not expecting them to go throw on rocks and do 12-mile marches every day or, or you know, go spend you know, some of their very hard-earned money on thousands of dollars worth of weapon systems to go out and you know, shoot every day. But, you know, from your experience having been five years out now, what is it that you see that that we can do to to help us become more successful when life throws us a curveball and we're you know we're not talking you know active shooter obviously but we're more likely to be you know in a in a in a austere environment that isn't necessarily going to make a lot of news but to us it will be everything and and I think we talked about you know finding a purpose and finding a, a way to be able to train to work uh, whether it be through physical fitness whether it be through nutrition whether it be through just little things we can do training day in day out to to allow us to have just that extra you know 10 seconds of of, of being able to react to a situation and make it a favorable one wow it's a great question that's big right so it's, it's that's that's a larger question i think than i think you could spend a large amount of time on that question. Um, I think, and I'll, I'll probably ask you, Scott, what else do you want to know, or or what else can I can I interject with? I, I almost guarantee you, I will. So, I think first and foremost, hey, to be Dutch, prepared, Dutch, yeah, the, yeah, the mic is yours. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. So, first and foremost, I think to be prepared. So you're. You're saying, what can we do as regular people, citizens, uh, partially trained or maybe even untrained, right? Sure. To, yeah. To be able to react, turn the tide, influence our battle space, uh, conduct a competent close quarter battle drill, something like that, and to enable us to survive the active shooter guy or to survive the car accident or or the hurricane or the tornado you know the army long time ago i read the army the regular army survival manual and i'll beg for beg for forgiveness when i I don't know what that manual is called but the right in the beginning is they talk about your mind it has to be your mind you have to want to survive that's the first thing we do so any kind of any kind of selection program. The, uh, the History Channel ran a show called The Selection, so it was a couple of guys from the Navy SEALs, it was a couple of guys from Rangers, it was a couple of guys from SF, and they put together this 40 pure person selection program, and then they went through the whole thing. It's all about the mind. Now, these people were civilians. Uh, some of them did it for different reasons. I don't know what the producers, why they picked certain people for certain things. I know there's, there's drama, and there's... Uh, there's value on value for people to be seen on film, et cetera, et cetera, stuff I don't know about because I'm not a producer or an executive director or anything crazy like that, obviously. But the entertainment value, beside itself, it was the mind that keeps people going no matter what. Now, you, you, you mentioned real quick about a 
you know, no, we're not going to put on a 40 pound pack and run a 12 miler every day, but twice a month might not be that bad idea. Mm-hmm. Once, once a month might not be a bad idea. Uh, you mentioned spending thousands of dollars on a weapon system to be able to shoot on the range every day, but certainly to be familiar with the system itself. I have trained law enforcement officers since the five years I've been out, I've trained a good deal of law enforcement officers and some of them don't know how the system works that they hold in their hand. And I submit to you that being a law enforcement officer or a hired gun, if you want to put quotes around that, by the community they serve, whether it's a county, a city, or a state, they have to be prepared to deal with horrible emergencies every moment of the day. They have to be familiar with their system. Uh, What's the book, Outliers? Uh, 10,000 hours to be an expert. Okay, maybe you don't have 10,000 hours, but it's a good idea to get familiar how this system works. Do your due diligence. Get it's not. It doesn't take that much time. In this 24/7/365 news available world that we live in, pick up that little computer that you call a phone, and you go to Internet Explorer or Google Chrome or whatever internet service provider you want, or search provider, sorry, and say, "How do I take apart this weapon? How do I?" And oh, by the way, if you bought a weapon and it didn't, you didn't buy it from Uncle Frank. It probably comes with a manual that says how to take it apart, how to put it together, how to do a function check. You need to know how to do that because when the proverbial shit hits the fan and you're scared, you will eventually go back to what you know. So if you don't have thousands of hours of training, you need to have familiarity with what you are doing. So if it's a pistol, which is the most unforgiving weapons platform on the planet, you have to dry fire. You have to dry fire. You have to dry fire. You have to manipulate the trigger without moving the gun to be accurate. And then that's not, that changes everything when your heart rate is increased and there's stress around and you think you have to defend your family or your loved ones. That all changes. The rifle platform is a little bit more forgiving. Of course, the, the, the sight alignment is much longer. You have a much longer radius. You, you can be much more accurate. But you have to know how the system works to be able to stop a trade, a stoppage if you have one. Um, you have to know how it works, man. You know, so and it's funny. It's the basics. Um, a couple friends of mine tout the basics on the web, whatever their social media platform might be, and the basics get you through. You have to get the base. You have to learn the basics well. And again, it's the Sun Tzu type of mindset. Uh, learn the basics well. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're tying your shoes. Now everybody can do it because they've been doing it ever since they were three or four. I don't know when we started tying our shoes. Unless you wear Crocs or flip-flops, <laughs> which, by the way, you can't fight in flip-flops. And uh, people, we have this argument all the time. I dress, and I think that your target audience will enjoy this, but I dress uh, to egress. I dress uh, quite often, even in hot temperature environments, I dress in pants that I can use later on, uh, that I'm not running around in shorts or flip-flops. I wear footwear that's comfortable and that I can move in. Uh, I, you have to, again, you, if you want to be, if you're seriously considering fighting, I used to tell my son, I said, you dress like you're going to go fight. Dress like you could get in a fight. You can't, so flip-flops, if I have to run from here to there to save somebody from a fire, can I do it? Yeah, but 
you know, do I end up like John McClane at Nakatomi Plaza and I have glass on my feet and therefore I might become a combat multiplier in the wrong direction? No, dress for the day. Be ready for stuff. You know, does that mean I have to carry three extra magazines when I carry my EDC? Or is that make, make, does that mean I have to carry a super califragilistic uh, uh, medical kit? No, it doesn't. But is, is a... a is a bag somewhere handy with medical kit in it? Yes. Does that mean you're going to carry it everywhere? No. Uh, a friend of mine and I talked about this too. If you're with a significant other, and hopefully it's a female, if you're a man, uh, you want to have some codes. You want to talk about these things. You want to talk about safe codes for your kids. Well, I did when I was when I was fathering my young kids. Uh, when I can I go to the toy store? Can I go to the toy aisle and? Uh, toy aisle in Walmart. Sure you can, but what's your code word? And we discussed that. You know, you can't talk to people that don't know you. If they don't know the code word, you're out. Uh, make as much noise as possible. Yell, scream, run. Doesn't matter what, you know. And so the same kind of thing with people. You have a, why don't I have a code? If I say this code word, because I've already seen something that you need to know about, or can you shout a code word to me because you saw something that I need to know about. When I'm fueling the truck or the car and I didn't see the strange dude go from the corner of the building over to the wife or loved one, all of a sudden, you know, hey, you could have gave me a code word on that. Uh, give me a heads up on that if I didn't see it. You know, we all drop our situational awareness a little bit every every day. It happens, you know, we give up uh, security for speed sometimes and, and vice versa. So anyways, you, I, I think broad brushly that stay ready. You know, you don't develop patterns uh, around your ATM machine uh, or or the way you go back at home. What was the Rogers Rogers Rangers? One of uh, one of the standing orders, right? It was never, right. I was just thinking about that. Never take the never take the same way home. Um, so, you know, do, but do we take the same way home? Uh, sure, we do. Are we being targeted all the time? Absolutely not. Uh, and here again, I would think that most of us too that are listening to this don't look like victims. Mm -hmm. uh, I teach, I would teach my female students uh, or family students when we do uh, family stuff, I, you don't look like a victim. Look confident. Look supremely confident. Look like you're looking around. Uh, when these, these cats would be predators, they, look, they're just like predators in the wild. They're not attacking too many uh, bongos or water buffaloes from the, from the front. They'd much rather do it from behind. Um, they want to take down their prey from behind. So, you know, just always stay switched on. It's uh, is it easy? No, you know. And again, we're not living in a. Well, that's and that's con that's also condition and training too. I mean, it's you don't, you know, you don't start walking through an airport and and you know suddenly your situational awareness awareness rather and and you know. Uh, God, what's that crappy airport in Paris that everybody always goes after? Um, Charles de Gaulle. Yeah, you know, walking through de Gaulle, you know, your first time of thinking, all right, well, I'm going to have some situational awareness in the airport. It, there, there's training on it, and, you know, it starts off with going to the grocery store, getting gas, and, and you know, stopping and looking at every person and, and trying to get a read on them. Um, and 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 it's it's not that you spend you know a minute looking at them. It's you know you look at them, right. Look at their shoes. Look at their feet. Look for unsightly bulges. You know, are they moving quicker than they should be? Are they acting twitchier than they should be? Are they you know you know little stuff like that? And and it and you can build off of that. Agreed. 
So, very cool. Um, <clears throat> the other one that that I was I was thinking that we were going to go, you know, even even further in on, uh, and and if I cut you off, I'm sorry. You know, if there was more to, to talk about. No, I think that again, I I think we could talk about how many subjects you even bring up. We could talk about that all day. I yeah. really think that you could. And then you know, you set up a set up a podcast where we can bring people in to talk about. Hey, what do you think about that? Or what you know, whatever you have a roundtable, you, you dude. That's you know, that's so many subjects in that broad brush. But and I would love to discuss all that crap uh, all day long. It's just I'm fascinated with it anyway. So yeah, and so yeah sure. It's been a it's been a problem of my a problem. It's a byproduct of my 31 years in the United States Army. So right. Uh, Joe Paisley uh, and I were texting this morning back and forth, and I was mentioning that you and I were going to be talking. And one of the questions that he asked me to ask you, because <laughs> he said, let our members hear it from him, um, the importance of cross-training on life support skills. 100%. And, Absolutely. And he said, you know, let's, you know, ask him. Let, let our members hear his thoughts on that and, and uh, you know, and and we'll, we're going to expound on that. I'm going to take it to a, to even a step further here in a, in a little bit. But you know, let's let's talk about that. The importance of of, of cross training life support skills. It's invaluable, without a doubt. Um, you're on the X, and you're attacked. Whether it's at Walmart again with a, I'm not targeting Walmart, just so everybody knows. And I'm kidding. Um, but it, wherever you are, you're, you're shopping area of choice and there's the active shooter or whatever it is <clears throat> you know you somebody gets hurt you know can you affect that battle space and save the day right what first thing you do gotta get off the x uh we gotta stop that guy from doing what he's doing or gal and then stop the bleeding and you got to know you got to recognize where that bleeding is coming from you got to recognize how to stop it and that comes into your Hopefully that med kit you can grab out of your truck or car and that that, uh, that quickly applied tourniquet that you can save this person's life ASAP. But yeah, to, to do some sort of medical training, it's funny you even mention that because every every class that <clears throat> that we do, I, I do with law enforcement, or whatever, and uh, same with the uh, the Saudi Arabians that we just worked with. Do you know what a tourniquet is? You know, do you know what? Do you know how to stop the bleeding? Do you blah, blah, blah. What's the first thing? Let's we just go through a really quick overview of do you have a medical kit on you when it's a SWAT team? Is it is it a piece of equipment common to all? Do, does Officer Jones know where Officer Wilson's med kit is? Is it marked? How is it marked? What's in there? And you go through some basic stuff and stuff that I learned with uh, with Jay and how we did things uh, back at work. But it, yeah, it's extremely important. Uh, Accidents happen one, and then bad things happen to good people all the time. And evil obviously walks the earth, so you have to be. In this case, you want to be prepared. So part of the whole mindset of surviving whatever battle space that is, uh, you have to look three steps forward. Where am I going? How long am I going to be there? Who knows uh, where I am and how to get a hold of me when my cell phone goes down the drain, or when I'm out of service, or when I don't know north from south or whatever it might be. I don't, you know, there's a myriad of situations, right? But yeah, hundred percent agree with you. Uh, cross training is vastly important. If I can shoot a rifle and a pistol, I can, I can damn sure apply a tourniquet or a pressure bandage uh, or a nasal pharyngeal uh, to save my loved one's life and to continue to fight. That was, 
that's stop the bleed week was was back in end of March, I think. So um, I missed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things that we said in our podcast then is, if you're capable of putting a hole in somebody, you damn well better be capable of plugging that hole up. Um, yep. And and that's been uh, I've taken that to heart. As a matter of fact, we're we're still kicking the idea around of turning that into a T-shirt or something. Um, so that was that was part of it. the other part of the of the the situational awareness that that we've also kind of been talking a little bit more about is 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 your network of 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 being able you know nobody is going to successfully thrive in in any battle space or austere environment solo that that there has got to be a network that you can pick up the phone and you know hey i may not have talked to you in you know four months but if i pick up the phone and say you know hey we you know we have a problem here and i'm i'm 20 minutes from you um you know, can you help me out? And, and being able to know that, 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 you know, if you get that call from your home and, and, you know, you're in your, your comfort zone and environment, but you know that there's a brother out there that isn't, uh, you know, you're going to be willing to hop in your car or truck and, and, and get over there and, and, and lend them any support that you're capable of doing. Um, and so the importance of a network, uh, was the other thing that I was going to kind of touch on briefly. And, and I guess the, the question was, you know, when you would deploy into to environments, you relied heavily on locals uh, and, and were able to trust them and build that network. I, I see all the time on social media uh, guys talking to their to their friends that are still, you know, over in the sand. Um, and and, you know, you can see that that friendship and, and, and that 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 brotherhood there. Um, and so that was the other thing I was going to kind of briefly touch on real quick if we if we had time uh, talking about building your network and maintaining your network of, of support. Funny that you uh, was it a year ago or two years ago, I uh, me and some uh, partners of mine were talking about a, a national thing that we would have contacts where he's one hour away, he's three hours away. <clears throat> all across the CONUS. Uh, we didn't follow through with it, but that would be a good thing to have, a good thing to do. Um, when it comes to locals, though, indigenous locals is what you meant before, right? Yes, sir. I would submit to you that, well, I certainly didn't have a lot. There are there were some, <clears throat> but it depends on you know what battle space you're in, who knows where you are, Who's part of that whole? Um, who's part of that whole knowledge of what the mission might be? You know, it's. Uh, it, the, I I think in my atmosphere, in my little circle, I think that there would be less of that than more of that. Okay. And uh, and then honestly, uh, I'm not sure. I, I well, and as a, as it applies to what to what Christ's application group is and does, uh, that if if. Uh, you know, I, and I understand that, and that 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 I, I may have mis uh, uh, misspoken in the point I was trying to get to, and, and maybe we go back to your original. We were talking about, you know, hey, you know, Scott Tope is, is ninety minutes from Chicago. Uh, um, you know that, that that you know some of our other members, you know, they're, they're you know there's an inordinate of them around Atlanta, 
but you know, if I go out to Colorado, I know I've got some folks out in Colorado uh, that you know they're all within you know 90 minutes of, of just about anywhere I might be in Colorado, um, <clears throat> and and building that network and and the importance of that network because if you do get in trouble, you know you can pick up the phone and call somebody and there there's that support there and that's 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 kind of the core of Christ's application group and I guess I was just kind of touching on the importance of you know if you come into the group um, and and you pay your you know your hundred dollars a year dues that network is there to support you and everybody agrees coming in it's almost kind of like the uh, sitting in the aisle uh, with the exit row and the airplane that, that you know your exit row is there pretty much you know and, and I'd say we've got, I don't know, maybe 60% of the United States covered right now. Um, there are some parts that we don't have, but, you know, we've got folks in Hawaii and Alaska. Um, and, and that that support is there if necessary and the importance of that support network. No, I think it's super cool. And it's just like uh, the UPS hubs that are scattered across the nation or the Federal Express hubs, you know, every eight hours or so, each driver gets the one, you know, at four hours rather, he gets the one, he drops off a, a trailer and he goes back to make his eight hour day and on and on it goes with the next guy. And I think that's kind of what you're looking for to achieve at, at, at CAG Maine. So, hey, there's a dude here, four hours away, there's another dude, oh, we're heading that way, you know, yeah. he's available. Hey, we're, we're doing this or, yeah, I, I, I think that that's a, I think it's a cool thing to have it going on. And I think that you have like-minded individuals that are all part of this organization uh, and just well, willing to help each other out. Right. Right. Interesting. Well, and it, it's kind of funny that, that hearing you say you'd been talking to some, some buddies in the past who, uh, you know, you'd thought about possibly doing that. And, and it's like, yeah, well, we're here. Um, you know, how can we help? Um, yeah. And, the, I guess the final part, and, and you know, we're going to try to do several of these as your your schedule permits, uh, and and we probably will get. We we we've done kind of a seventy thousand foot snapshot right now, but um, hopefully our members can start to send in some thoughts and ideas, and uh, we're trying to build a, a little bit more and more of a network of of folks that uh, you know have had uh, the training to 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 speak to maybe some of these details that, that we want to go further into, but um, as it relates to what we're, uh, what we're talking as far as just the, the overview right now, um, what are you seeing out there right now that your, your maybe a little bit more ears have perked up in being prepared for? And, and I, I know this is stepping out of kind of what we talked about that there's, you know, we always, I always tell a lot of our, our folks that we talk to, no tinfoil hat stuff, but I think with, with you and, and the way that you're traveling and, and, you know, your unique perspective on the world, and I'll, I'll give you an example. One of the things that, that I know that, that my family and I watch for is that I don't see the Rothschilds collapsing the world banking system and, and that, you know, the world bank system is going to collapse and then there's going to be a social collapse and so on. I, I just don't, the money's too important to people in this world. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do see and, you know, right now here in May of, of 2018, for those of you that might be listening later down, <clears throat> the Ebola outbreak just touched that rather large city. Um, and, and they're seeing an Ebola outbreak 
uh, is starting to bloom in, in one of the larger cities in, in Africa, and I can't remember which country it is. I want to say it's Niger, but I don't think that's right. Um, and I have talked to some folks at the CDC who say, you know, it's not going to be this, it's not going to be that, that there's safeguards that are put in to prevent, you know, the hacking of the of the the, the, the grid system and the power system in the United States, it's going to be something that nature is going to throw at us. Um, and, and it's going to, you know, it, it's going to come on quick and, and, you know, you know, it, it's one of the more vicious things. However, there are other things that people may not have thought about and it, and it doesn't have to be a world catastrophe. You know, it can be something as, you know, simple as, you know, the hurricanes and we saw holes in, in a lot of people's training systems. What are you looking at out there and saying, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go invest a little bit more time and research and energy and exploring this so that I'm a little better prepared for it. Uh, you know, quite often I want we talk about what to do or how to be prepared or how to stay situationally aware. I go to a common mantra uh, that I know of is that we I stick to the 10 meter target. I want to eliminate that target first, and I want to move on to the following targets. It doesn't mean I'm not looking three steps ahead, but I want to go ahead and address that first 10 meter most threatening target first. Um, you know, in this whole idea of being prepared, I, when I cross the the continent or the contiguous or continental United States, however, whatever word you like on that, um, gasoline. If there's big emergencies, gasoline is a large issue. Um, power, of course, is a large issue. A lot. Of, I think a lot of your folks would like to live off the grid if they don't already. Um, to have a backup monetary system. Uh, this new thing is the the Bitcoin or things like Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> you talk about no tinfoil hats or I, it's kind of scary to me as a I'm 50. I'll be 54 in September. It's kind of scary to me that. You know, when you go banking, or I go banking, I, I get money received for, uh, in my paychecks, and I get a retirement paycheck. Okay, fine. I look at that money, and I can shift it from place to place. Am, am I really touching money? Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> you know, when I go to on a, go on a big trip, I pay with a credit card, of course, and, I, and then I pay that credit card back. But am I, it's electronic money. It's very strange uh, as I go on and on with this thing. But, you know, so have like a like someone who is experienced in finances they have a diverse portfolio you know you quote unquote diverse portfolio well hey have some hard currency that can be used as trade all over the place and to me that's that's gold if whether it's numismatist type gold right which is antique stuff or mm -hmm. old, old things or if it's gold that uh, the federal reserve has made although you know, again, going back to tinfoil ideas, you know, in, in the 40s, that gold was seized by the government to a degree. Uh, government overreach is a is constantly in my mind about how how they're messing with us, whether it's rifles, ammunition, gasoline, uh, my taxes, uh, uh, travel. I travel with weapons all the time. Now the rules are a little different now because that cat down in Fort Lauderdale a couple of years ago. I can't travel. My magazines can't be loaded. Mm -hmm. uh, in my gun case now, it has to be in a certain uh, extra cool box. Um, yeah, so it. I, I think I'm. I probably steered off topic. I don't, I don't, no, I'm, no, I and I think you. You're. We're kind of circling around the fact that that it's not. 
your 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 preparation and and, and readiness plan you know, I don't think we could 100% prepare for every contingency. Shit, no, nobody could. Um, no, however, what if what I'm hearing you saying is right, is that it's there are several things that we could do that would help us. You know, like I said, I think a lot of times that extra 10 seconds uh, of, of, of getting on top of something 10 seconds earlier, and that's kind of a metaphor because, I mean, some of it isn't, you know, but getting on top of a situation 10 seconds earlier than than most others would allows us that extra 10 seconds to to work to our advantage and yeah and so i think that you know hearing talk about currency and, and and having alternate forms of currency i i i remember reading a book a while back and i i can't remember the name of it um and our, and our members will probably get very mad at me for for not but you know one of the guys he was talking about you know i think an emp happened and and, and the, the biggest form of currency that they had uh, a year after the, the, the EMP happened was uh, rounds of ammunition turned into currency. Uh, and the guy talked about going into the store and buying a pack of cigarettes and it cost him 10 rounds. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, I'm, it's, it's interesting that you touched on currency because that's always been something that I think uh, we haven't talked enough about. Uh, and that the barter system, you, you know, you go back 150 years and you know somebody went to the store to get uh you know goods and supplies a lot of times they were you know they were throwing pelts on the table or or crops or seeds or or whatever so that they could get you know fat back and and canned this and then and so on that that it didn't necessarily always turn into money there there was something of a the barter system was 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 bigger and more alive and well Back no, one hundred percent. I think you'll what, see it revert back to that if it if it ever, God forbid, happens. Yeah, no, yeah. If it goes crazy, if you if you're in this, again, not a tinfoil hat, but uh, the the terrible situation, whether it's a Hurricane Katrina, whether it's a you know a flood, whether it's a, the horrible tornadoes in uh, in the plains, whatever it might be, it's you could easily do that. And ammunition is a great barter tool. Why not? Right. Uh, and whatever intrinsic value to that other person who's providing you the service, if it is a clean water, I have a bunch of clean water. Do you need clean water? I could use some ammunition. Here we right. go. That's yeah. easy. Um, you know, or or you're down to that piece of uh, that French rooster that you had for years. You want to get rid of, or whatever it might be. <laughs> just, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't know where. Uh, do you, can you remind me of the complete question? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I it, and I, I in in all fairness, I think uh, uh, we're kind of throwing questions out of left field. We didn't do a lot of show prep on this one, and and, and I just kind of almost am glad we didn't because it's taken us off into just having a conversation, which uh, I'm enjoying. And and that was is just what are you seeing or thinking about that has got you working a little, you know more in, in, in educating yourself so that you can be better prepared for a situation that, that some may not have thought about or or have seen coming. And I and I guess what I was I was kind of pulling on is just some of your life experiences and, and what you uh, uh, have have been exposed to and and you know I, I we were talking to somebody a while back who who worked for the tenth group out of out of Africa and he was talking about how you know, he saw some things over there that when he came home, 
he realized he had some holes in his plans uh, just for, for, for being a little better prepared and, and has made those adjustments. And I guess I was just kind of asking the same thing as a, as a, as a retired, you know, professional, uh, um, uh, from being in special forces, what is it that you were looking at currently? That's, that's just kind of got your, your ears perked a little bit and I need to look, take a closer look at that. Nothing, you know, it's not like you're going out and investing 40 hours a week in, 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 you know, frantically building your bomb shelter. It's just like, all right, I'm going to pick up some books on this and, and do that. And I'll give you an example. I'm going to Europe for two weeks coming up this summer. And, and so I went out and I bought a book on, on, um, uh, that was written by, um, Clint Emerson, uh, just talking about situational awareness in, in crowds in foreign countries. And, uh, you know, John Martin, 10th group senior medical advisor, uh, and I were talking and it also caused me to think about, all right, every city that I am going to be visiting, I'm going to figure out where, you know, where the hospitals are, uh, and, and is there med, med clinics around and, and available? I'm really not allowed to carry a handgun. Uh, and they really kind of frown on knives right now in Europe for whatever reason. So what am I carrying that, that, you know, will at least give me just a little bit of an edge, uh, uh, to keep my family safe. And that's, that's ultimately what it's all about, you know, keeping yeah. your family safe. Yeah. that's cool. Uh, um, Okay, so, so the question the was, is that, yeah, so, yeah, no, so, no, the yeah. Question, so the question was again, sorry to do this to you. The question was, what, what's got your ears perked up right now? So when you're looking at a travel, for instance, when you're this travel thing, mm -hmm. you're traveling across Europe. Europe is inundated with uh, foreign nationals from quote unquote refugee countries, and, uh, and they're of the. Uh, Muslim derivation. It's just that those are facts. I'm not I'm not bad-mouthing anybody or anything But these are facts, right? They are prevalent where you are So I would be if you're traveling of course what you already said was correct 100% to me is you you rent your med plan where where can you go? You know what most all these medical professionals speak English. That's a good thing uh, of course you know, a, a hard currency backup whether it's uh the pound sterling or whether it's uh trading gold of course i'm, I'm not going to travel with a bunch of gold obviously but right. uh, or, or even the euro itself as long as you can have hard currency in your hand rather than just rely on a credit card if they're if the if the station's down if you can't do one thing or another mm -hmm. um and um uh, dates and anniversaries so when it comes to an islamic threat they love anniversaries they love anniversaries of all sorts, whether it's 9-11, whether it's... End of Ramadan. 5-11, the Ramadan, uh, the Battle of Bakr, mm -hmm. uh, Bin Laden's death, whatever it may be. You, you got, you, there's no reason why you can't do due diligence on that and go look at these anniversaries of these Islamic dates. And you can see, I'm sure that there's an open source reporting of uh, bombings when they took place, and then you match them up with what these anniversaries may have been. And it's uh, it could be eye opening to you, and then you can have your spidey sense maybe ready to go in those certain places, those certain times. Uh, if you are going to these big events that are roads closed down, where these vans or trucks have been flying down the road, you know, maybe stick to the edge, maybe go down the road a little bit, and then stick to the edge. Go down the road a little bit, stick to the edge. You know, and you can use that obviously. Uh, just use your smarts. On some of that, and, and you, if I can go back to the basics too, we talk about the basics of weapon systems. Okay, you're in Europe, you don't have one. The basics of 
uh, shoot, move, and communicate, whatever. Maybe you can't do that because you're with your family and they're, one's too little and one doesn't understand, and etc. Okay, go backwards farther into the basics and be physically ready for a challenge, right? Be physically ready. Hard, stronger people are harder to kill. Mm-hmm. Stronger, pe- stronger people will survive longer than weaker people. It's, it's a fact. Get out there before, you know, get, get trained, get trained on some cardio, get trained, get, get some training on your strength training, get stronger, get smarter on your atmosphere. If you're going to get smarter on your atmosphere, where you're going to go, well then get stronger too. Uh, do you need to carry your wife a hundred meters or longer or your kids or, or, or what? I don't know. But you know, we used to, we used to be in a gym. Somebody would, you'd see somebody working out real hard. Maybe when I was younger and you'd see some NCO working out real hard. Hey, what are you training for? And he would say, I'm training for combat. I'm training for the nightmare that's going to happen next week that I don't know about. Right. So, again, that's all basics, though. You know, nutrition, physical fitness, and then situationally aware of where you're going, what's your mission. Uh, you know, we, what we used to say in the Army, it's task, condition, and standards, right? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, what are they? It's simple. It kind of kind of leads simple then there's troop leading procedures and then and there's the warning order and the operational order and you okay what's the mission what is the mission what are we going to do what it doesn't matter you can you can apply those warning order op order troop leading procedures to everything you do what am i doing today i'm going to home depot okay who's coming with me uh you know the five w's easy it's so basics 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 but if you're going to do a, a if you're going to do a mission do a mission do it right dutch this has been perfect uh, you, you've you've uh, you've addressed uh, you know everything above and and beyond uh, um, expectations. This has been awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> I really do. I, I appreciate the time. I know that your you know your schedule is such that that um, it, it's it's proven a challenge to, to kind of get uh, uh, with each other and and. Oh, yeah, my, my life my life's a hot mess right now, Scott. <laughs> I know that. I know that, and and we, you know, you you had shared some of that with me earlier, and uh, you know, this too shall pass. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Right, and and uh, and to our members, uh, you know, put the man in your thoughts and prayers right now because he needs it. Um, congratulations on the cancer free for five years. That's 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 awesome, man. That that's, you know, when you when you have to face something that 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 you don't have any control over you have to kind of put it in the hands of others um that that sucks um i'm I'm one of those guys that likes to have control over everything and so i i certainly um um, empathize with you on that but congratulations on five years um yeah don't don't sell me short it's been longer than five they gave me five years to live they gave me five years five years to live that's right yeah this is 2007 2009 2009 yeah so so oh yeah so uh, we're we're yeah we're, yeah. we're almost 10. <laughs> Good for you. Um, anything else you want to say, talk about, touch on? If uh, not, we can kind of close it out and, uh, you know, let you go do what you're doing. And, and uh, but, uh, you know, if you want to give something in parting, uh, let them have it. Yeah, I, I just Memorial Day weekend, okay? So think about these men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice. They gave the last full measure of devotion to their nation, you know? Um, it's not a barbecue weekend. It's, it's a get together and remember those weekend. So mm-hmm. now you can do that with a barbecue. You can do that with a pool party. 
damn straight. But I hope that you reach into history and pull out some great quotes. Remember those who have uh, fallen and, uh, you know, and just keep training out there. You know, yeah, it's, what, what are you going to do? You're not going to be worse for it if you keep training. Um, you're not going to be worse for it if you strength train. You're not going to be worse, worse for it if you cardio. You're not going to be worse for it if you buy some extra ammunition and put it somewhere nobody else can see it or buy some extra food and put it somewhere somewhere when nobody else can see it. You know, you're not going to be worse off for it. Are you, can you budget that and then keep doing that? I hope so. Um, a bag you of never rice know is when, a buck. Yeah. <laughs> and you never know when that dude three hours away uh, from you in this network might give you a, a holler and say, can I, can, I get a, can I get a hand? Or I'm coming through. Is there any way we can get together and We're talk? We're coming in hot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. So, all right. But, Thank you, sir. No, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it so much. And, and um, honestly... Uh, I think we have plenty of stories that won't be covered in an hour. So, <laughs> oh, I, I, I am so counting on that, and I'm, I'm also, I've kind of teased the group a little bit that you're going to be at the boar hunt in September, uh, and I'm putting quotes because uh, you and I talked about, you know, suddenly, you know, somebody you know, offers you some time to put some coin in your pocket to, to do some training with a with a law enforcement agency or, or another group that, that you may not come, but. Uh, um, I, uh, I, I've kind of teased out that you'd be there, and uh, I'm hoping that we can get you there because I think we're going to do a podcast where we're going to ply everybody with some bourbon and, and a lot of good food and, and turn the microphones on and, and start talking and, and telling even further stories. So um, uh, if we can do that, uh, um, I think it would be it would be super cool and, and, and a lot of fun. So yeah, I would love it. Hey, well, I guess one more thing too, shamelessly, uh, if, if those folks out there that, that give a rip, uh, have IG accounts or whatever. That's an Instagram thing. If they can go to Dutch Chris Moyer and you know just check it out, see what. Yeah, we're gonna cross post that because uh, we're gonna put it on. We're gonna put it on our Instagram, on our Facebook pages. Uh, Chris is gonna do likewise the same for us and and, and cross over and uh, just kind of share the the fact of of who's where and what. And um, if if you haven't had a chance uh, to to learn more about this guy. Um, now's the time to, to you know keep this window going listening to the podcast but go over to Google and, and, and do some research on this guy and find him on Instagram his his Instagram posts are, are, are unique and interesting and I think uh, uh, our members would benefit from it so um, check him out thanks Scott thanks for your time bro thank you sir I appreciate it look forward to next time me too alright cheers now bye
No more chasing it down A street of misery Cause now No more chasing it down